Podcast Answer Man, episode number 341. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everyone. This is Ray Edwards from RayEdwardsPodcast.com. And you're listening to the man who not only teaches other people how to podcast, but has produced well over 3,000 of his own podcast episodes. Cliff Ravenscraft. He is the Podcast Answer Man. Well, hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft and this, my friends, is the podcast devoted to taking your message, your business, and your life to the next level. It doesn't matter if you're brand new to podcasting, if you've been creating content for many years, or you haven't first yet released that bit of content that gets your message out into the world, this, my friends, is the podcast for you. And it's all about taking things to the next level. Let me tell you real quickly what this entire episode is going to be focused on. It is one of the number, it is within the top five questions of all questions I ever get asked. I've talked about this topic many times in many previous episodes, giving little bits and pieces of information specifically exactly as it has been asked time and time again on the voicemail feedback hotline. This time, however, I'm creating this episode, episode number 341, as the ultimate resource for audio and music in your podcast that I can point everybody to in the future. So whenever somebody says, hey, Cliff, I want to I use this music that you hear on the radio. This is my favorite song. I want to use it in my show. Can I do that? Hey, I've heard about fair use, and that means I can play anything as long as it's less than 30 seconds or 90 seconds, right? Um, there's the people who say, I want to use, I want to have some new intro uh, music, but I want somebody to actually create a jingle for me, something custom for my show. All of these different questions, it's been at, answered in the past, but this episode is going to be completely devoted to this one topic, and I'm going to try to cover it from as much of every angle that I can think of as I prepared the show notes today, which I've spent the last hour and a half here this morning, and I spent about two hours on this last night. So this, my friends, if you've ever asked me anything about music in your podcast, this is why I've asked you to come here is because this is the one place where I've put as m- the most amount of information related to this one topic. And so that's what this podcast is going to be about, and uh, if that sounds of interest to you, then hang in there, my friends. But before I do that, I just want to give a couple quick little notes here. First and foremost, last week, uh, some of you who tuned in, you heard me do a brand new opening, and then if you click play on last week's episode, the very first thing after the jingle, you hear me saying, I am re-recording an intro, and I wasn't too happy about how this episode went down. I almost didn't want to even release it thinking about re-recording it, and, you know, I wasn't feeling too well after coming back from New Media Expo, came down with this major sinus infection, and then what I did is I played for you um, a portion of what I recorded live in front of the internet audience that I had um, here last week. Now, what happened was, after that show was done, I got so many people and say, Cliff, I have no idea why on earth you even felt like you needed to apologize or say anything 
that show last week was amazing. It was really good. I mean, th- I mean, there's nothing I could think that you should have even cut out. Well, my friends, let me tell you something. I want you to know that what you heard in episode number 340 was only 60% of what I even recorded last week. And the only reason those of you who said, I really enjoyed episode 340, your breakdown and your review of New Media Expo, I really enjoyed hearing your experience there and what you thought about it. And I appreciate that. Thank you for that feedback. But the reality is, is there were two whole other topics that I recorded before I talked about my review of New Media Expo. And I was rambling. I did not really do a ton of pre-show preparation. Matter of fact, one of the topics from last week was portable battery chargers. These, you know, these little, you know, like the Mophie case you can get for your phone and it has the extra battery built in. Well, they actually, I've been using these little portable battery chargers and um, that that aren't necessarily a case. It's just an extra little thing that you can stick in your pocket and go. And I have two different ones and I did a review of which one I liked over the other and and I was just rambling and and after I was done, you know, the people on the live show, they said, you know, it was valuable information. I enjoyed listening and tuning in. But the reality is, is it was not the it was not at the level. It was not at the quality that I wanted to have for my very first episode of 2014, you know, setting the bar, setting the standard, setting the flow and and the energy level moving into this brand new year. And so the reason why those of you who did enjoy episode 340 is because here's what happened. This is what went down. I spent about 15 minutes in pre-show preparation last week, spent about an hour and 10 minutes recording last week's episode, and then I went out to lunch, came back, recorded another show with my wife, went out and just spent some time away from it all, went to bed, took a nap, then came downstairs into the studio and I literally spent about 90 minutes and another hour and a half re-recording the intro and editing out all the junk and even cleaning up a little bit about what you actually heard me say about New Mini Expo. I cleaned even cleaned that up just a bit and tidied it up and that my friends is why episode 340 wasn't nearly as bad as what I had thought it might actually be when I re-recorded the intro. I actually ended up cleaning it up quite a bit. So there you go. I just wanted to be uh, upfront with you guys and tell you that, yeah, I am a very huge advocate for hitting the record button and whatever you get, put it out there. And I certainly do mean that for those of you who will use perfection as an excuse for not creating content. Now, you guys know me. I create content. I've consistently done it for Uh, more than eight years now, and I knew that if I did not feel comfortable or confident with episode number 340 as it was originally, if I wanted to dump it and do something different with it, or even skip the week, I know that it's not going to keep me from creating content consistently week after week from that point forward. And so that's why I felt a little bit more, um, you know, this urging in in my gut feeling that, you know, the right thing to do here for my community, for my audience, would actually be to to really clean this one up and and put out a better episode. So that's why three ep- episode number three forty was not bad. <laughs> Originally, in my opinion, on a scale of one to ten, the original recording I can't remember what I gave it last week, but I, I would say on a scale of one to ten, it was about a solid six on content quality. 
And after I re-recorded the intro and then did all the editing, I would say it, it popped all the way up to a solid eight. And this week, my friend, in episode 341, solid 10, all the way. I'm feeling so confident and uh, I can't wait to share with you. But one other thing, just another quick um, uh, cross-promotion piece that I want to give you. Uh, If you have not been following my other podcast that I do, it's called Pursuing a Balanced Life at PursuingABalancedLife.com. I want to encourage you to check out episode number 570. You can actually do that at gspn.tv slash fitness, by the way. Um, That's a short URL, gspn.tv slash fitness. Or you can go to PursuingABalancedLife.com and go and look for episode number 570. The title of that episode are My Methods for Physical Fitness and Losing Weight. And one thing I will tell you is that since November 1st, today is January 16th. So since November 1st, I have lost 16 pounds. And in the past, I I had lost uh, 58 pounds. I share the entire story about what my methods for fitness and uh, for physical fitness and also for losing weight If you want to hear how I'm doing it, what I'm doing, I encourage you to check out episode number 570 of my other show, Pursuing a Balanced Life. And by the way, I just got a a Twitter message from somebody that says, Cliff, I'm listening to all your older episodes back when you first started your business, and I find it so inspiring, especially knowing where I am today and, and what I've been able to achieve at this point in my career. But the interesting thing, and if you did not know this, Pursuing a Balanced Life, by the way, goes all the way back to, I think it was March 2006 when I recorded that first episode. There are 570 episodes of that podcast. It is my, it, it, it's my audio journal, if you will. A lot of people write in handwritten journals. Well, I actually do a podcast, Pursuing a Balanced Life, which is my own audio journal. And I am not kidding you when I say that every single step in my journey from hobby to full-time career in podcasting, everything is in that podcast, in those 570 episodes, everything, things you wouldn't even imagine people would share, so there you go, that's at pursuingabalancedlife.com, and now my friends, it is time for me to share with you this topic, this number one top, actually top five topic, there's there's a couple questions that compete for the number one space of what people ask me all the time. But uh, let me close my calendar here and uh, pull it up. So music for my podcast. Is it okay for me to play licensed music in my show? For example, I want to use a song that I I love so much and I think that it fits in with the actual overall theme and I want to use this very popular uh, licensed music that goes all the way back to the 60s. I want that to be my theme music. Is it okay for me to play that in my show? Some people actually will ask the question, how can I get a license to use such music? And of course, there are some people who say, Cliff, I want to actually be able to do a music podcast. I want to play music in my show. I want to play some of the latest and the greatest and top hits and stuff like that. Now, let me just say this. For those of you who want to create a music podcast, this podcast episode is not about that. Although some of the things that I will share here for you today will be of interest to those of you who want to do a music podcast. But one thing I will tell you is that I have not researched what it takes to get licensed with BMI 
and also ASCAP. All right. Those are the two organizations I know that you need to talk to to get a license to play regular uh, licensed music on a consistent basis within your show. Uh, the only thing I know that from people who have done this in my conversations with them is that once you get licenses, you actually do have to actually create uh, reports of what music you're playing, what the size of your audience is, and you have to do that on a monthly basis and you have to pay for those licenses. And And it's also so, so complicated. And, and to be honest with you, it's just not the kind of content that I create personally. It's not the kind of content that I feel led to help people create. My my genuine genuine purpose here is to help people get their message out to the world, not necessarily to to be the next radio DJ through a podcast. Which, by the way, I'm not putting that down. If that's what you want to do, I encourage you to do that. If that brings great joy and fulfillment in your life, go for it. But again, it's just not something I've researched on all the. Uh, stuff related to that. So, with that being said, let's talk. Let's talk about is it okay? First and foremost, whenever somebody creates something, it is automatically by law copyrighted to the individual who created that work. By the way, podcast answer man, this episode right here. As soon as I hit the publish button on my website, the the fact is is that I own the rights to every word spoken in this show. I I own the rights to the audio. I own the rights to my voice. I own all of this. It belongs to me. Now, I could, if I wanted to, uh, do something called Creative Commons and share, and you you can take this. This podcast is not Creative Commons. It is copyright Cliff Ravenscraft, podcastanswerman.com, Ravenscraft Enterprises, LLC, Whatever, uh, you know, and the reality is have some of the folks who have listened to my show, have they taken, you know, five minute audio clips and eight minute audio clips, played it on their show and then gave commentary on their show? Yes, I know that there are some have done that. You know, the reality is, is instead of doing that, I, I I'd sometimes I would just prefer that say, hey, you know, Cliff did this in episode such and such and he said this and you can quote what I said. And then say, you know what, but here's the thing. Go to this episode. I'll have a link in the show notes or here's the link to it. And it starts at five minutes and 70, or five, yeah, 70 minutes, uh, five minutes and uh, 33 seconds into the episode. You know, I'd, I'd much rather people do that uh, because, you know, I, I'd, I'd rather have the content that I create be bringing people back to here so they can hear everything in context. I don't like things to be taken out of context. And I've heard that done a couple times as well. But do I chase people down and and threaten to sue them and stuff like that? Nope, not at all, not at all. But the thing is, is that um, there there are some people. Out, and by the way, so I own the copyright to everything here. You own the copyright to everything you create for your podcast. You own the cop- copyright for everything you write on your blog. It's copyright to you, automatic. It's not something you have to apply for. Um, and you can, as the as the owner or author of those rights, give those rights to other as you desire. So you have complete control over that. And this, by the way, is the same for musicians. This is the same for songwriters. This is the same for uh, movie producers and TV show producers. All of these things, these things, people that have created content. By law, they own the rights to the content that they create, and it's up to them 
how they license that or give permission for use for that content. And so, number one, I want to explain to you that without permission, either by license or direct permission from the author of the uh, rights to that content, without permission, it's never legal for you to use that in your content, in your podcast. So, is it okay to play a Nine Inch Nails song as the intro and theme music to your song without getting permission or a license to do that? Absolutely not. It is not okay for you to do that. It is against the law. And usually, um, the the most litigious copyright holders out there in the has been the music industry, specifically the RIAA or the Record Industry Association of America. And, you know, this goes back to the early days of, you know, internet MP3 file sharing, and uh, they used to sue people's grandmothers. And I'm not kidding about that. It's not an exaggeration, but it, it got really bad. You don't want to go around using licensed music in your show, certainly as a theme song. But here's what happens oftentimes in this conversation. People will come up and say, well, yeah, but I, I've heard about fair use. And fair use says that as long as it's less than 30, some people will say 30 seconds, some people will say 90 seconds, some people will say 60 seconds. Um, But they said, you know, as long as I only play a portion of it, um, I think I can get by with it under fair use. Now, I'm going to give you the same disclaimer I give every single time I talk about this subject. I am not a lawyer. Don't even play one on television. Don't even play one in an audio podcast. Uh, I have no desire to be a lawyer, and this is not legal advice. And if you want to use any music in your show, I encourage you to certainly read the licenses, make sure you've got proper permission, and if you're really concerned, yeah, seek the advice of of a copyright attorney that can give you some more sound legal ground to stand on for whatever it is that you may desire to use in your podcast. Now... With that being said, I want to read to you from Wikipedia. You know, of course, if it's on the internet, it's true, right? But this is what Wikipedia says about fair use. It says, fair use is a limitation and exception to the exclusive right granted by copyright law to the author of a creative work. So basically, as I shared earlier, anytime you create something, you don't have to apply for copyright on it. You own it immediately. It is yours. All right, but fair use, fair use is a limitation and exception to your copyright. All right, it is a it is a limitation on your right to the copy that you've created. It is an exception to this copyright law. And what does this um, copyright exclusion or limitation say? It says in the United States copyright law, fair use is a doctrine that permits limited use of copyrighted material without acquiring permission from the rights holder. All right, so what does this say? It is basically, it's a a fair use is a doctrine that allows people to use limited, you know, limited use, make limited use of your copyrighted material without acquiring permission from you, okay? And that, of course, would apply to, you know, whatever. Um, you know, artist, music, whatever. Examples, by the way, of fair use include 
commentary, search engines, criticism, parody, news reporting, research, teaching, library archiving, and scholarship. All right, so I could say, well, what I'm doing is I, I want to play, you know, 90 seconds of this most recent, uh, very popular song by Miley Cyrus, and I want to make a comment comments on what I think that means and how that applies to something such and such. So I'm making, I'm playing that for an example, and then I'm making commentary on it. So one could argue that's fair use, or I could actually take the song and pull out a, my guitar and, and sing myself a little bit of a, uh, a parody of that, and I could argue fair use perhaps, all right? Um, news reporting, I could actually have a podcast where each week I'm sharing the news, and so in the news reporting that I'm doing, I play an audio clip of someone else's copyrighted content. Uh, so, so I could do this, but here's the thing. I could argue fair use. And that's the thing that I understand and what I've heard about, um, what I've heard about fair use, that fair use is not actually a law. It is a, it is a defense that you could attempt to use that would, in a court of law, allow you to say, you know what, but yes, I understand there's copyright, but here's why I believe that I I am subject to this exception or a limitation of the the rights of that copyright holder of that author. This is why I feel that I have fair use of this in my program. And fair, fair use is not going to protect you from getting sued. Fair fair use is simply something that you could t- attempt to argue to uh, keep you from actually losing the lawsuit potentially. Now, again, not a lawyer. Those are just things I've heard over and over again. And trust me, I've, I've been in this conversation for over eight years now. So I've, I've heard this a lot of times from enough different people to, to feel pretty confident in what I'm telling you. But again, seek your own legal advice. That's, that's my advice. Uh, but anyway, it says here, and this is the last thing it says, it provides for the legal unlicensed citation or incorporation of copyrighted material in another author's work under a four-factor balancing test. Now, here's the one thing I very rarely hear under the uh, under the fair use argument is this four-factor balancing test. Now, I'm going to read them in back in in reverse order because the first one I think is the one that could cause you the most issue. Okay, number four, the four, the fourth balancing test. The effect of the use upon potential market for or value of the copyrighted material. So basically, if all of a sudden I'm playing an entire song in my podcast and making it available, and I'm and and I and I have let's just say two hundred thousand people who listen to my show. Now all of a sudden, those people have heard that 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 audio on my show, and now the only other place that was available was for purchase from uh, a cert- from the actual author of the original creator of that content. If all of a sudden I play that in the most important parts I played, and now those 200,000 people who may, meant, let's just say 10% of them would have purchased it, well, now they're not going to purchase it because I played it. Well, now there was an effect that um, that had economically on the rights holder. 
So that is, that's one thing that could disqualify your use of fair use is what I'm understanding. Again, I'm not a lawyer. Uh, Number three, the amount and substantiality of the portion used in relation to the copyrighted work as a whole. Now, this comes into play. I've I've seen this a lot. I think it's in Zondervan. uh, the their their translation of the NIV Bible. If you read in there when it says, you know, obviously you copyright Zondervan Publishing, and I don't have the exact wording in front of me, but it says, you know, you may not uh, copy this, cite this, and blah blah blah. You know, with the exception of if it's only you know a certain amount, and as long as the total amount of the content used does not make up more than a total percentage of the content that you create. So for example, if I wanted to take the Zondervan Bible and I wanted to do a podcast that was a quote unquote, a chapter a day, and I record, you know, in the Bible, Matthew chapter one, and I I just read the entire thing into my podcast. And then, and then the, you know, the next day, Matthew chapter two, that, and the entire port, the entire thing of my, of my show is all, um, the me reading that Bible, that is not going to fly. You will get a lawsuit. You will get sued for that, I guarantee you. Or you'll certainly get a cease and desist order. Um, but it, that that's not going to go over too well. However, I could do, um, you know, I could do a chapter a day podcast of the Bible and I could use the NIV and I could actually say, Okay, so here's what I want you to do um, prior to you know listening. It's assumed that you've now read Matthew chapter 1. And what I could do is I could quote certain verses within Matthew chapter 1 and add commentary on top of that and potentially be okay. And and as long as as long as the actual quotes don't make up like more and I don't know what the percentage is, but let's just say that the the actual quotes from Zondervan uh, material is, let's just say it's only 20% of what my overall program is, and it's just commentary. So again, I could potentially be okay with fair use, maybe, right? Anyway, the now balancing uh, factor number two is the nature of the copyrighted work. Now, I don't know anything about that one. You'd have to seek some legal counsel there to find out what that is. However, here's balancing Factor number one, balancing test number one. This is the one that I think you need to hear clearly when it comes to fair use. What is the purpose and the character of the use, including whether such use is of a commercial nature or is for nonprofit educational purposes? So, for example, if I was to do a you know chapter of a, a chapter a day podcast where I was quoting just a, a, a minor verse or two here and there out of an entire work, but I wasn't literally going verse by verse. I wasn't having large portions of stuff quoted, and I was a majority, let's just say 70, 80, or 90% of my content was commentary on that. And of course, you could apply this to you know playing music uh, you know in your show as well. The, the question is, is, is that something that I'm doing for educational nonprofit purposes? And if it is something that's commercial related, then all of a sudden fair use may be out the door. And again, I say maybe. So no matter, even if you actually do only use a portion and if it's for educational and it's parody and it's this and it's that, the reality is if you're doing this for commercial purposes, then 
fair use may not apply to you at all. I, and again, I'm using the word may and, I, and I'm reminding you that I'm not a lawyer. So what I will say to you is that my another one of the top you know, five or certainly within the top 10 questions I'm asked as a podcast consultant is how can I monetize my podcast? Well, as soon as you're asking yourself, how can I monetize my podcast? How can I make money with my podcast? You, my friends, are in a commercial endeavor. Okay, so think about that and understand that when you're actually saying, how can I monetize my podcast? And I think I'm totally cool with uh, fair use and only playing this and doing a little commentary. Uh, I encourage you before you just hear that argument out there in the interweb that you actually seek the advice of an attorney, uh, an, an at- entertainment lawyer or some kind of copyright attorney to get you some more information. So my my number one recommendation when it comes to music in your podcast, you do not have a legal right to play that music 30 seconds, 60 seconds, 90 seconds or more or less without permission from the person who created the work. That, that, that is hands down, if you want to stay out of trouble, hands down, that is the way that you can stay out of trouble. Don't play anything in your show that you do not have a license for or expressed permission to use in your show. Now, have I ever used copyrighted music in my 3,000 plus episodes of content that I have created? Yes, I have. Um, have I done it where most of the time it's just a, a short portion of it and and then I provide commentary? Yes. But do I have commercial endeavors in mind with some most of the podcasting that I do? Yes, I do. I, so here's the thing. You've got to determine what your own risk tolerance is and in the past, I, I used to kind of float under this thing called it's easier to ask for forgiveness than it is to seek permission. You know, it's like, well, if they send me a cease and desist letter, then I'll take it, you know, I'll take it down or whatever. The thing is, is you've really got to watch out. And, and by the way, I, I will readily admit to you, I've done some used some content in the past that I didn't know if I would be OK using. Uh, specifically in my Lost Podcast over at lostpodcast.com. But the reality is, is that it was okay. As a matter of fact, I just had final confirmation from somebody recently that it was okay to do what I did. And so I was very glad to hear that. But I didn't know that. And one of the things that I had heard back in the day is that if I did ask the legal department, their, their requirement would have been to say no. So anyway, but when it comes to music, though, this is totally different. What I was doing there was using audio clips from the TV show and providing commentary in a fan-based program. But at the same time, I was also making money from sponsors and advertisers and various other means as well. So if you don't have permission or you don't have a license, I would recommend that you stay away from it. And that's certainly what I attempt to always do these days. Occasionally, I might play you know, a little something here or there that I probably shouldn't. For example, like um, when um, I I end my four-week podcasting A to Z online training course, I usually have a small group of people, uh, you know, of students who are there who are really sad that the four-week online training course is over, which, by the way, my next podcasting A to Z course starts uh, Monday, February 3rd. I have 16 students already signed up. I have room for four more if you're interested, podcastinga to z.com. But anyway, 
at the end of that four week class, I will sometimes play this. I don't know where this road is going to lead. to play that in my podcasting A to Z final group coaching call? No, I don't. I don't have a license for that. Do I have a license for to play that for you here in this episode? I don't. And I could get into a lot of trouble for doing what I just did. And by the way, um, it, let me just click play real quick here and I can tell you that's that was 54 seconds. I don't know if that falls under fair use or not. It was certainly providing commentary and, and education around rights and music and I'm reporting and news and commentary and all this. other. I have no idea, but I try to avoid it, but I just did it, but I don't recommend that you do it. Do as I say, not as I do. No, that's not what I mean at all. It is what I mean. But it's not what I meant to mean. But it is what I said. And I, and, I, and I actually say what I mean. But anyway, don't do it. Seriously. Stay away from doing what I just did. It could bite you in the butt. Then again, maybe nothing will ever happen of it. I have no idea. But the thing is, is if you want to know, is it legal to do what I just did right there, right then? The answer is No. It's not legal. It is, is it potentially safe to do with fair use? Uh, I don't know. This is a very commercial endeavor. But, um, you know, if I, was, if, if I were to be sued for episode number 341, I am going to stand up in front of that court of law and I will, it, you know, the, the entire uh, what, jury, I'm going to say, guys, I was just demonstrating what you know how this stuff works and and i'm i'm trying to tell people not to use this stuff and yet i did it and i know and and perhaps you'll find me and i don't know blah 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 anyway so the thing is is fair use i would recommend that you stay away from licensed music in your show altogether if you do not have expressed written permission or uh, or at least verbal permission, or at least uh, a license. One of those things. So now, what if you still want to use a popular copyright song, something that's on the record, something that's out there? Now, for example, I want to play for you the opening intro to my great friend Dan Miller's 48 Days to the Work You Love. Listen to this. Do you love your work? Do you think it's possible? Well, you're about to find out. It's time for 48 Days to the Work You Love with Dan Miller on the 48 Days Online Radio Show. Whether you need a professional tune-up or a work overhaul, this is the program for you. Now, here's your host, Dan Miller. Well, you know what? It is possible to love your work. Yes, it really is. We're going to hear from some people today their stories about how they do love their work and from some who have not yet quite made that transition 
If you're looking for a way to move into loving your work, stay with us. This is the 48 Days online radio show or on-demand radio show. I love that terminology. You know, I was just recently at New Media Expo in Las Vegas. Yes, he was in New Media Expo Las Vegas and had an awesome time there. But anyway, there you go. That's I think that's Bachman Turner Overdrive, Taking Care of Business. And, uh, you know, that's a song that Dan had been using since he was on the radio. And now on the radio, he had special, he was, he fell under the license of the radio station that he worked for or worked with to put his show out. And when he created his podcast, he took his intro with him. Uh, and he, I happen to know that Dan shared very openly and authentically uh, his story about how his use of that music in the intro of his show as of his podcast as it moved forward and um, he he expressed how he was trying to figure out a way to work out a licensing arrangement and I think it was probably about two years ago that um, he actually finally did get an approval of a license that he worked I think it's with Sony Music who was the original right who's the rights holder on that I could be wrong but Dan could probably relate that to you but the the overall gist of it and what I recall and again I remember hearing this a long time ago just one time but the reality is is what he did is he finally tracked down the right person to talk about talk to about playing this particular song as his theme song in his podcast and he communicated and it took him a long time by the way I, I think it took at least six months if not a year or a year and a half to finally nail this thing down and, and once he finally found the right person, there was a lot of going back and forth. These people really didn't have an idea of what to do with the podcast. And they're like, what? You just want to use one song? That's that. That's it? Just the one song? And you just want to play this much of it and, and stuff like that? And, you know, basically, I think the end result was that they sent him a contract. They negotiated. It might have been like a 150 or just a, you know, just a couple hundred dollars per year that they agreed upon that that Dan would pay as a license to use that one clip of that song in his podcast as a theme song. And they sent him contracts and the contracts, actually everything in the contract was completely saying you cannot do what it is that Dan asked to do. And he's like, okay, well, wait a second. I'm going to cross through all the things that I disagree with and ask them to redraw this contract. And guess what they did? They they actually saw, oh, yeah, of course, we're going to have to erase all this because this is exactly what we've been negotiating and talking about. And so they re uh, they, they took out all of that language that Dan asked them to take out and he reread the thing. And it's like, yep, this is exactly what I wanted. And it took a long, long, long time, very long process for Dan to get that authorization, to get that license. But now I can tell you that when you listen to the opening of Dan's podcast and you hear Taking Care of Business from Bachman Turner Overdrive, that is licensed to Dan Miller to play in that song. Um, so you could attempt to seek out who owns the rights to that, go to the record label or whoever it is and and see if you can get a license deal, kind of like Dan did. Now, I've had some other people try to do this and without any success. And the most recent thing that's happened is that um, David DeWolf, one of my podcasting A to Z clients um, or students, recently told me about Corbis Entertainment slash Greenlight. Greenlight being one word. 
But anyway, um, here's here's something I found on their website. This is at CorvusEntertainment.com. And then you can go slash what hyphen we hyphen do slash music hyphen licensing. <laughs> Easy to, for me to say, right? But anyway, this is on their webpage. This is what it says. We are a global leader in music licensing. With offices worldwide, our dedicated clearance specialists leverage long-standing relationships with labels and publishers to negotiate the best possible deal with song owners, artists, and management. For assistant in assistance in advertising, branding campaigns, digital efforts, product integrations, and every other conceivable business use, we do the heavy lifting so you don't have to. CorbusEntertainment.com. And by the way, uh, the I, I believe David had told me that he was initially quoted $3,000 to $5,000 to license a commercially licensed song. Now, obviously, uh, you can see that Dan was able to you know, get uh, work out a deal over a very long, lengthy period of time for $150 a year. These guys might be, I have no idea what they do, but they might be, uh, you know, arranging a $500 a deal or even a $1,000. And then all of a sudden they, you know, make a couple grand on top of that for all of their work involved. Well, that might be something that you may be interested in. And if that's the case, then you could go to CorbusEntertainment.com and look up their music licensing uh, division. Another service of trying to help people license music is this company called the Harry Fox Agency. I've never heard of anybody actually using them, but this is something that I did hear about. Um, I think Dan was the one I heard it from about uh, when he was in his search for getting licenses for uh, the taking care of business. Anyway, Harry Fox Agency is the premier, this is from their website, Harry Fox Agency is the premier music industry resource for mechanical licensing and for the licensing of new configurations. HFA actively researches new formats in order to continuously deliver new licensing opportunities to our clients. That's at harryfox.com. All right, harryfox.com. So, yeah, if you want to use licensed music that's very popular in your show, is it possible? The answer to that question is yes, just about anything you want to accomplish life in life is possible. There could be a cost, a major and massive cost involved. Uh, it could be your time, effort, and energy, or it could be going through and getting one of these people to do that for you. But depending on how important it is, that uh, will determine whether or not you want to go and try to license a, you know, a, a, a top forty or top one hundred song from any generation. All right. So let's see here. Um, do, 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 do. I, you know what? I, I would go through the chat room, but um, maybe I can save that for another time because I, I already see that I'm at 43 minutes. By the way, this episode is, I can tell already, is going to go over an hour. Uh, but again, this is going to be an ongoing resource for people when it comes to music in your show. So we've already talked a little bit about fair use. My recommendation, oh, and a great point, and I think it was David Dell in the chat room, who said fair use is is a great argument, but the fact is it's still going to cost you money if you actually do get taken to court. So even if you win the case and you're not found guilty, you're still going to have to pay a lawyer to defend you. All right. So just keep that in mind. Fair use not a good 
stand to stand on. I, I really don't. I think you should probably stay away from using any music in your podcast without having a license or permission from the rights holder. Okay. And then we've already talked about, so you want to use popular licensed music in your show. So we talked about that. The next option that we have here for you is to actually use royalty-free music in your podcast. Now, royalty-free music is something that uh, is created by musicians, and the whole purpose is that you know they know that this music is going to be used for commercial purposes. They know it's going to be used in commercials. They know it's going to be used in and radio advertising. They know it's going to be used in a lot of other realms. And so therefore, it's it's royalty-free. You pay a license fee for the song one time, and then you can use it for your commercial purposes. It's important, though, that you know you probably want to read the license agreement to find out exactly what you are and are not allowed to do with the music that you're purchasing from royalty-free music sites. But uh, a quick contact to their support department or uh, sales department, you could probably say, listen, I'm a podcaster. I'm thinking about buying a song from your site. Can I use that as my theme song? And you should probably get a really quick response. Now, what I want to do is I want to share with you a couple resources of royalty-free music that you could use, for example, as theme music in your show. Uh, the first place that I typically send people to is musicbakery.com musicbakery.com the average cost of a song there is between $30 to $50 now you pay that fee one time and then you have the ability to use that now for example you may have heard this before this right here is the theme song to podcast answer man and I actually purchased this song, I think it was like 40 some odd dollars from musicbakery.com. And I've been using it for a very, very, very long time. Another show that I had uh, used Music Bakery for was Family from the Heart. We used to open our show with this. And then, of course, I used to do a show with Eric Fisher, and it was called Social Media Serenity. And he actually even began to use this same music uh, when he started his Beyond the To-Do List podcast. So for those of you who have listened to Eric's other podcast uh, over at BeyondTheToDoList.com, you may have heard this music. And then, of course, there is one more song that I'll play for you. And this still reminds me of the Virtual Assistant podcast. And I've been using it. If I ever do a Pursuing a Balanced Life episode inside the studio, I will open it up with. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Pursuing a Balanced Life. I talk right over it just like this. In this episode, we're going to talk about this, 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 and this. And, you know, these songs just make it great for talking over it, using it as an intro in your podcast. And, uh, you know, $30 to $50 to have the ability to use a song to know that you're not going to be sued over using it, it gives you a peace of mind. And royalty-free music at Music Bakery is a really great option. They have a lot of 
of wonderful options there as far as music that you can use in your shows. And I do mean that they have a lot. Another source of royalty-free music that's less expensive is jewelbeat.com. You know, like jewelry, uh, having a jewel. Uh, jewelbeat.com, that's J-E-W-E-L-B-E-A-T.com. Now, their song you, songs used to be, and I do mean they used to be, 99 cents a piece. Today, uh, in during my research, I realized that now... They are $2.99 a piece, but still very, very good pricing. Now, the thing is, though, I will tell you, they have a big, gigantic catalog, but it's going to take you a lot longer to find a quality song that you may be interested in using in your podcast on Jewel Beat. They have a lot of songs that I wouldn't even dream of putting into my podcast. And, you know, I literally spent probably about 15, 20 minutes on Jewel Beat this morning just trying to find two samples that I could play for you. And here's one called Highly Motivated, and I'll play the 30-second version of Highly Motivated from Jewel Beat. You could get this for $2.99. You know, come to think of it, I actually think I've heard a couple podcasts that have used this song. So again, that's called Highly Motivated. You could get that for $2.99. And by the way, both Music Bakery and also Jewel Beat will have like the full mix, the entire length of the song, which might be two and a half minutes or three and a half minutes. And they'll have 15 second versions and little stingers like a little stinger is something like this. All right. And in fact, that was actually a stinger for a different one called uh, for let's see for now for tomorrow. And which one did I say that I was going to play for this one? I'll, I'll play the 60 second version, but I'll fade it out here. But listen to this. So anyway, there there's another song that you could use. And again, now you can find certain songs that you like. You can get all the versions for $4.99, for example, instead of paying $2.99 for the 30-second version and $2.99 for the 60-second version. Uh, my friend Albert Hathazi's in the chat room. He says, you you know, they have entire albums on there where these songs that you might find a couple songs that you like. And for $9.99, you get the entire album, which has all the different length versions of the song and everything so of not just for that song but for an entire album of songs anyway like i said jewel beat it'll be it'll take you a little bit longer to find a song that you'll find that you like but it is possible so that is jewelbeat.com the next one that i will tell you about is youtube audio library Now, Eric Fisher and I talked about this back in episode number 328 of Podcast Answer Man in one of our social media segments. Anyway, it says YouTube recently launched their free audio library with 150 
royalty-free audio tracks that you can download and use in any of your creative productions. YouTube already offered more than 150,000 audio tracks in its previous on its site previously. However, those tracks were on, were not able to be downloaded or edited in any way. Also, those tracks were only licensed for use with YouTube videos. However, the audio library at youtube.com slash audio library gives you 200 or 150 um, tracks that are available as 320 kilobit per second MP3 files. And uh, from what I read, YouTube says that they can be used for any creative purpose, even outside of YouTube. Now, I went over to youtube.com slash audio library, and I'm going to play two different songs for you uh, that you could potentially use in your podcast as your intro. And uh, I have one called Locally Sourced, and this is what it sounds like. see this as being a, a podcast intro theme. Here's the deal, though. With 150 songs total in all of YouTube, there's a good chance that uh, these songs may show up in a lot of videos. So you're, you're certainly not going to be the only person to use it. Now, just playing around. And by the way, the other thing with these songs on YouTube, you only get the length of the song that they have available. You download, for example, that was a minute and 28 seconds. This next song, but by the way, I love this. I was thinking this would be a great podcast answer man theme song, but it, you have to get the two minute and 20 some second version of it and you'd have to cut it down on your own. But could you imagine this is podcast answer man theme song? Here you go. All right, my friends, it is time for another episode of Podcast Answer Man, where we're taking our life, our business, and our message to a whole new level. But they have some pretty good songs there on the YouTube uh, tracks, and I encourage you to check it out over at youtube.com slash audio library. Really, you know, when it comes to royalty-free music, there there are a lot of other options out there. You just do a search on Google for royalty-free music, you'll find tons and tons of other options. And in fact, one of the things that really got things started for a lot of podcasts, now if you are, are listening to my voice and you listen to a lot of podcasts and you've been listening to podcasts for many years, you've probably heard a podcast with a theme song that starts with this. And if you have, the reason why is because this was this is just a one of many royalty-free tracks that Apple includes for free with any brand new com- a computer that you buy. And they're available in GarageBand. And back in the early days, every podcast seemed to have these same songs. In fact, I'm guilty. Several of my own podcasts used some of these. I think I, I used to have a podcast called Net Junk years and years ago. And uh, I think we used this. And then, of course, I remember using Motocross from Apple for, I think it was the Help I Got a Mac show. And it starts like this. (laughs) 
And again, for those of you who are fans of a lot of podcasts and listen to many years, I can almost guarantee you, you know at least one to 10 or 15 or 100 different podcasts that use this headspin as their theme song. Yeah, you've probably heard it before. Those, my friends, again, are available on, if you own a Mac within the last eight years, chances are all of those plus many more are on there. The one thing, though, is that, um, when, you, by the way, when you're thinking about getting royalty-free music or any kind of music from anything, anyone, one thing I want to encourage you to do is if you have an option of the format that you get to purchase or download, I encourage you to get the WAVE, uncompressed WAVE, format. It's the highest quality of the original work as possible. However, some sites, they only make available to you MP3 versions of their songs. That's perfectly fine. It'll be okay. Don't worry. And if you've already purchased MP3 versions off of a site where Wave was an option, don't worry about that. Uh, But if you can get Wave and you know that the option is there, ask for Wave first, and then you can compress it into your MP3 and play it into your show later. Uh, and and it will still remain the highest quality possible. If you actually have MP3 is the only option, and they ask you what you know what bit rate or anything like that, um, the higher the bit rate, the better. Usually 320 kilobits per second is what I would recommend. But uh, that's just a little side note there. But again, with royalty free music, the one thing you have to realize is that anybody can do this. And by the way, my own podcast answer man theme song that I I use for my show. I've I've actually come across commercials on television that use my theme song. Well, of course they did because they actually purchased the same commercial license that I did from musicbakery.com. Now, back in the day, I actually used to have a music podcast. I don't know if any of you know that. Uh, since December 2005, I've done a total of 31 different shows. And one of the shows that I did was called Musically Challenged. And I called it Musically Challenged because I can't sing. And I can't play any kind of music, uh, musical instrument. And I can't even, like, I can't even clap to the beat of a song. I mean, I can't carry a tune. I can't carry a beat. It's just, I am musically challenged. But I do love music. And one of the cool things that really came out back in um, 2006, I believe, was the PodSafe Music Network. Uh, It's called MusicAlley.com today. Uh, and this was created by Adam Curry's Pod Show Network. And um, basically, let me read to you what this says. It says, formerly the PodSafe Music Network, find the best tracks from new and legendary artists and put them in your show. A free service from Mevio. And this is from Wikipedia. Um, oh, you know, actually, this is from me first. One of the things that I knew about the PodSafe Music Network the license to actually play this in your show, you, anything that was on their site, you could play in your podcast. You didn't have to get permission. You just download it and play it in your show. It's all there. It was all about helping promote independent artists. The only thing you had to do at the time, and I don't know if things have changed since then, so uh, you'll you'll want to seek into that. And I don't even know how much support there is for MusicAlley.com these days. Uh, if any, I did. I actually did go in, and I can still log in and search for music. I can still see my account in there and stuff like that. 
But um, back in the day when I was using this, you either to, to be able to use the music, you had to either number one, credit the actual you know Podsafe Music Network, which is now MusicAlley.com, or you had to credit the artist by you know giving the name of the artist and and also the song, and you you could you could get by with that just in your uh, in 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 your podcast itself. You didn't have to actually link to them specifically although that was you know something that you would want to do to really further help those artists and so I found a lot of music back in the day that I really enjoyed uh, from the Podsafe Music Network in fact one of the first songs that I'll play for you if you've watched any of my videos on YouTube uh, stuff that I've done with my family or something like that occasionally you'll hear Sarah Vondahar's I've Got Sunshine Beneath my feet and feed my soul and drink the wine So much more for me to be Far beyond what I can see I choose to let the sun shine in And this is how my day begins Na, 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 na Anyway, so that's an awesome song. It's called I Got Sunshine by Sarah Vondahar. Used that so many times. And and by the way, from Podsafe Music Network, uh, it's kind of like Jewel Beat. (laughs) You have to really search to find the good stuff. Uh, But there is a lot of really good stuff in there, uh, or there was back in the day. Now, here's another song, and I don't have the name of the band who uh, did this song, uh, for on record anymore, but I just know that it's called Opposite Land, and I'm going to play a little bit of it uh, just because I remember playing this, and I just absolutely got a kick out of it. I, I don't know how much of it I'll play, but let me go ahead and play it. This is from the Podsafe Music Network. <laughs> In opposite land All the fashion designers Wait for cosigners At the autoplex In opposite land Moms who can't afford feeding But keep right on breeding Forfeit their checks Things will always go exactly how you planned In opposite land Yeah, opposite land In opposite land All the rappers slash actors All have IQ factors Four digits long In opposite land All the strippers aren't scummy And they throw back your money At the end of each song Yeah, your girlfriend 
looked it up while it was playing that's blame amy two words blame amy opposite land if you just do a google search for opposite land song you might even be able to get to the original myspace listing of that uh and oh my gosh it is still there let me just hit play and see if it's if that's actually the same the same yeah there you go that's it so uh anyway it is actually it's called the the Malbray Collective. The Malbray Collective is the artist on that. So yeah. Anyway, that's uh, Podsafe Music Network. Um, there was lots of things, and you know what? Let me just play one more, and I will just get to this. Th- this right here is a love song that I, I really fell in love with uh, because it really expressed l- the love that I feel in in, in my own heart uh, that that was expressed in words that you know, really helped me put words to the love that I have. And and, and I'll tell you what, let me just go ahead and play this and, and you'll understand the love that I'm talking about with this love song right here from Jonathan Colton. Here you are at last Bring my cold, lonely soul, sweet relief From my weary past Always searching the one missing piece was you And I beg you come away with me And together we will find a place to call our own I can't wait to see what I can do With a laptop like you 
not your CD slot Or the Unix on which you are based You make my lap hot Cause underneath your aluminum case there's love I forgive your strange one-button mouse I forgive the way your keyboard leaves marks on your screen I can overlook a fault or two With a laptop like you Alright, there you go. That is uh, A Laptop Like You by Jonathan Colton, also found originally on the Podsafe Music Network. Oh my gosh, I, I, this brings back memories of the old days. I might have to fire up my, my Podsafe Music podcast again. Ah, uh, yeah. So many great times. In fact, so again, that is, that's musicalley.com. I, again, I have no idea how much support they have for anything over there anymore. Uh, you know, things have changed a lot since 2005, 2006. Uh, so that's another way that you could go. You could try to look for that. But you could also go the independent artist route. Now, what do I mean by that? That means you actually go to an independent artist who does not actually have a one of those really stringent contractual license agreements with a, a big record label. That means it, it's, a, it's an artist who, you know... If you say, hey, I really love your music. Can I play it in my podcast? They actually have the authority and the right to say, yes, I would love it. And if you wouldn't mind just telling them who I am and where they could buy my music, if anybody asks, I'd be honored to have you play my song in your podcast or even use it as your theme song. That, my friends, is going the independent artist route. And just to give you an idea, uh, the independent artist route, uh, for example, I, I went through, I think it was Aerial Publicity in uh, New York City and I got on their uh, list a long time ago and I found out about a group called Bloom and man it might take me a second to find Bloom here yeah you know what I'm gonna play this one this is the actual original uh, full-blown version of Shoulder to Cry On by Bloom I'll just play maybe a minute and a half of this Ever since I was a lonely child I think I feel too much Been without it for so long I really need to feel its touch So where is the So that was the original song, and I remember when that came out, and they said, hey, Cliff, would you please play this in your podcast? I mean, literally, they're asking, Cliff, would you please play this in your song? And I'm like, man, I love this song. Of course I'll play it. And of course, they add that for a lot of songs, and some of them are like, eh, probably just ignore this one. But Bloom was just like, wow, this is awesome. And they even came out with an acoustic version that that I just have to play just a, a, a little bit of it for you, because I really love their acoustic version. Ever since I was a lonely child, I 
think I feel too much I've been without it for so long I really I need to feel that touch So here is the I really fell in love with just their sound. The, the I, I, that's a really a, a kind of music that really speaks to me. Of course, I have a very eclectic taste in music, and that's why I loved playing music in a podcast because I can't, I you know, for me, the only way that I can actually uh, share the joy and love of music was to actually play music, and that's I I wanted to play licensed music and share all my favorite licensed music. But creating an audio or a music podcast that shared music that I was allowed to play, that's when I found out, you know, about all the options that you can have when you go into, um, you know, the independent music route. And of course, uh, Jeremy's saying, you know, we need more independence and there are more and more out there. I mean, matter of fact, I think Ed Sheeran, of course, is definitely not independent anymore. I think he's probably got a pretty big label at this time. But my wife was telling me his song, You Need Me But I Don't Need You, that actually that's he, him saying, you know, hey, I don't need you guys. Uh, I, I don't know anything about that song, but I, I, I do like the song. And of course, I heard it live at in concert uh, once and it rocked the house. Anyway, just to give an, another idea where music, I, I was in Boston with uh, Eric Fisher going through the subway one night. Uh, recording a podcast of Pursuing a Balanced Life. And as we were going through the subway in Boston, we came across this artist who was playing acoustic music in the subway with his guitar, and he was rocking it out with this really acoustic folk style music. Now, most of you probably would not like his music unless you really are into some really eclectic stuff like I am. But um, I, I bought one of his CDs right there, and I talked with him for a little bit, and I said, can I play your music in my podcast? He said, absolutely. And as a result, that gave me permission. And then, you know, I could play th- songs like in- Ignited from Dan Blakesley. Yeah. 
and stop it right there. But that's called Ignited by Dan Blakesley. And of course, I discovered him in a subway station in Boston. And, uh, you know, I've, I've, I actually love every song on that CD uh, that that I got from him. It is absolutely awesome. But anyway, so that's the independent artist route. Now, of course, you know, when you get permission to use music from an independent artist, you want to make sure that if you're thinking about using it as a theme song, that you actually do specifically ask for that permission as well. Now, with all of this stuff, you know, using licensed music, uh, there's chances that other people will have access and use that licensed music. Certainly with royalty-free music, and especially Apple and YouTube and other free sources, but even the paid sources like uh, Jewel Beat and Music Bakery, there's the chance that other people are going to have your same exact song as the theme song for their podcast or their television show or their commercial or their YouTube channel, whatever the case may be. Um, the independent art you know, artist route is probably going to give you a little bit more of the, you know, this is custom to you, but it's still, you know, it, it's a song that's not yours. It's it's not just yours. So you could have music created just for you and you alone. And in fact, one of the first people that I heard had done this that I enjoyed listening to um, was uh, thejeffsmith.com. That's the G-E-O-F-F, smith.com, and my favorite jingle he ever made, and he makes custom jingles. I don't know if he still does this today. He did this years ago. He might still do it today, but uh, the the one that he created for Mark Mason, my great friend Mark Mason from Late Night Internet Marketing, uh, latenightim.com, anyway, he created this custom jingle just for Mark's podcast. Listen to this. You've been working for somebody else But you want a business to run yourself You want to know how to start and where to begin Can you get out your comfort zone, my friend? Yes, you can do it right when it's late at night At the end of the day, your dreams burning inside So keep it up and you will find that you all right, so there you go. You can see, and I love that. I fell in love with that the first time I heard it, and it's a catchy little jingle, and it's just like, wow, that is so awesome. And uh, another person who does this, another really great friend of mine, Ray Edwards, um, he actually has a jingle that was created. I think uh, Ed Hill from Podstars.net or whatever created this for him. But listen to this. This is the oh, the intro to Ray Edwards' podcast. The Ray Edwards Show. Live your destiny by design. Start, run, and grow your own internet-based business and create the life of your dreams. You can do it. This is The Ray Edwards Show. Let's change the world and watch your business grow. on the road was at New Media Expo in Las Vegas. It was fabulous. I got to see some great friends of mine, spent some time with Mike Hyatt, Dan Miller, Cliff Ravenscraft, meet up with new friends. like There we go. And so as you can tell, very catchy. 
This is the Ray Edwards show. I just it's like I love hearing it. And, and and if you ever catch me alone listening to those podcasts when they start, I am actually singing their jingles. I'm singing their theme music as I'm listening. It's it's so catchy. I love it. So those are that's an option for you now as well. Now um, here's the deal. I mean, there are a lot of places and a lot of people who can create custom music, custom jingles for your podcast. And of course, uh, you've heard me say many times how much I love my friends over at Music Radio Creative, Mike and Isabella Russell. I have a great business relationship with them. And um, anyway, just to give you an example of some of the things that uh, that Mike and Isabella can do. So you heard uh, Mark Mason's late night uh, music created by Jeff Smith. Now, one of the things that they that um, Mark did is said, "Hey, you know, Cliff told me about you guys. I would love to know what you can do to kind of, you know, spicing things up a bit. I've been using this for a very long time, and I kind of want to, you know, really take it to the next level. And so, listen to what Mike and Isabella did with that theme song that Jeff Smith had made. The late night internet marketing podcast. You've been working for somebody else. But you want a business to run yourself You want to know how to start And where to begin Can you get out your comfort zone, my friend? Yes, you can do it right When it's late at night At the end of the day Your dreams burning inside So keep it up and you will find That you're building your business One night and now, broadcasting late at night from a little studio in the big state of Texas, your host, Mark Mason. Hey, all right. I'm back on the mic. Fantastic. How's everybody doing? Hey. There you go. That's Mark. So you can tell that, you know, they they spiced it up a bit. I love it. Now, of course, with Mike and Isabella Russell, they can do all sorts of exciting things. And I'm trying to see if I can find my podcast answer man uh, thing in here. Acapella, next level. This um, There is one. Oh, yeah. Next level only wave. So um, let me go ahead and cue it up here. Uh, they can do all kinds of things. They can actually have people create, you know, they can actually create full-blown jingles just like what um, Ray Edwards has. They can do just like what Mark Mason has. They have musicians that create custom music. I'll explain that in just a moment. But but here is, you know, just something like, you know, hey, I want to add something like to the end of my music that I already have, something about taking things to the next level. And so they created this, and you've probably heard it at the end of the theme song of Podcast Answer Man every week. Actually, yeah, I'll just play this. Helping you to get the thing you do to the next level. So they created that, you know, just that absolute and matter of fact, it actually came in that it came in as this. Helping you to get the thing you do to the next level. And uh, also, of course, I have this as well. Podcast So I absolutely love what they can do there. They can do all of those different things. They can actually create custom music for you. Now, I am going to play something for you. And it's, you know, it's not the best example of what they can do. But um, we, I'm going to do, we used to be friends 
Veronica Mars theme YouTube. And I'm going to pull this up. And this is one where, again, I'm, you know, I am commentarying all this stuff and blah, 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 fair use stuff, but whatever. Um, the thing is, is I'm not allowed to use this song as the theme song for my podcast, the, the Veronica Mars fan podcast that my wife and I are doing. But this is the original theme song to the Veronica Mars TV show. So that was the actual theme song to Veronica Mars. And what I did is I went to Mike and Isabella and I said, hey, we're getting ready to create a Veronica Mars podcast. And I want something that sounds like this, but isn't that so that we can use it as our theme song. And this is what they came up with. Basically, this music right here um, was created by one of their musicians, and it's just, and they have a ton of musicians, and so they can create things like that, and of course, they've also done things like this. Welcome to another episode of The Family from the Heart, a podcast that is devoted to giving you a behind-the-scenes look into the lives of the Ravenscraft family, a family that has given up on the ordinary to pursue the lives for which they were created. Now, here are your hosts, Cliff and Stephanie. And then, of course, Stephanie and I talk over the music as it continues to fade out in the background because that's exactly what we had asked for when we had them create that theme song. I'll just go ahead and fade it out real quickly, though. But there's that that they created. And, of course, if you are looking for Mike and Isabella to create a custom theme to have uh, custom music and everything, completely 100% yours. They have royalty-free things that are only available to their clients. They can create custom actual songs for you, jingles for you, all of that stuff. You can uh, find out a little bit more with this promo that they created for me about a special deal that I have with them. And uh, let's see if I can find that right here. Actually, that's the wrong one right here. Podcast Answer Man presents an exclusive audio branding package for podcasters. Where voiceovers, audio producers, singers, and musicians bring together their knowledge and talent to you. Get a one-hour web meeting with an audio branding specialist to discuss your podcast's exact audio needs. A professional intro and outro for your podcast. Plus, three jingles that you can use to transition between segments. Introduce interviews, features, and more. And more. The Podcast Answer Man audio branding package from just $449. Exclusively at podcastanswerman.com slash audio. That's right, podcastanswerman.com slash audio. And you can learn more about how you can hire Mike and Isabella Russell to create something amazing for you. Of course, all of those are options for you. Mu- using music in your podcast, that's what this episode was devoted to. I know it's longer than I normally would have for a podcast episode, but I am so thrilled with how this content was put together because now this is going to be one of those resources that I will point back people back to 
time and time again. In fact, one of the things I think I'll do is I'll create this as podcastanswerman.com slash, just make sure it's available, podcastanswerman.com slash music. So if anybody ever asks you about using licensed music and how can I get music into my show or what's okay with using things in my show, if somebody says, I think it's okay because of fair use, anytime somebody brings up any of those topics, you can send them to podcastanswerman.com slash music. That's right. Podcastanswerman.com slash music. Send them back to this resource. For those of you who are tuning in for the very first time because you've been referred to this, Thank you for checking out Podcast Answer Man. I encourage you to uh, to subscribe to this podcast in iTunes. If you want, you can leave me a rating or and or review in iTunes. That helps out uh, getting me exposed to more people. But uh, I just want to say thank you so much. And for those of you who have, are just on the cusp, getting ready to launch your podcast, I encourage you to check out my podcasting A to Z online training course. Four weeks. You get every single training tutorial I've ever created. I assign them in an order that makes sense, that makes the most logical progression for you to get your podcast up and running. And I give you four weeks of unlimited access to ask me any question you want. Four weeks, any question, every question you ask will be answered. Again, all the details over at podcastinga2z.com, Podcasting a to z.com and with that my friends i think i am going to wrap it up and just uh say it's been a huge blessing um yeah that's it do i have anything else oh you know what yeah real quickly there was uh there was um uh real fast i wanted to say thank you to is it preemiebabystory.com p-r-e-e-m-i-e preemiebabystory.com they used my affiliate link at Bluehost to set up their hosting accounts uh, with Bluehost. And of course, as you guys know, when you sign up using my affiliate link with Bluehost, uh, you I get a very generous commission. If you want to learn more about my thoughts on hosting your website and your media files for your podcast, head over to podcastanswerman.com slash hosting. Yeah, there we go. Now this, my friends, is the way... I think we should kick off 2014. God bless you all, and we will see you online. Helping you to get the thing you do to the next level. Podcast. Add some man.